0: Hello, and welcome to this IBR Extra, a podcast from the Iowa Business Report, presented by Advance Iowa Comprehensive Solutions for Better Business. Let's work together. More at AdvanceIowa.com and search for Advance Iowa on LinkedIn and Facebook. I'm Jeff Stein. Each quarter, the Iowa Business Council surveys its members in three categories sales, workforce levels, and capital spending to come up with an overall rating on optimism for the next six months. The most recent survey was released on Thursday, January 5, 2023. Joe Murphy is executive director of the Iowa Business Council, and he shared those results, along with a list of key topics for the Iowa legislature to consider this session when we spoke on January 4th.
1: I think the biggest headline for Iowa Business Council members, which again represent the largest companies in the state of Iowa, is the fact that our optimism remains positive. And so we're projecting a positive outlook for Iowa's economy over the next six months, which I think is very important. On one hand, because we had seen three straight quarters of declining levels of optimism in our survey And so this fourth quarter for 2022 actually stopped that trend. We were up by about one half of one point. So essentially flat, but still we're going to take the positive with this, Jeff, and say that we are remaining positive from an outlook perspective. But the fact that we broke that cycle of three straight declines in overall optimism, I think is really significant. So that's really the takeaway, number one. The second takeaway in the face of pressure of, of international and national economic conditions. Iowa's economy remains resilient. Iowa's business leaders remain resilient. And I think we're really well primed to push back against any negative economic strife that may be coming our way.
0: And again, you've got three different metrics that you examine, sales, capital spending, and workforce. And what I find interesting, as you merge those together, as you noted a moment ago, you're at 59.26. Anything above 50 is positive. Well, as I look at your multi-year trend line, you're right about where you were before it all cratered due to COVID. So, I mean, yes, there have been some spikes above that, but that was the unleashing of the economy when everybody was was shackled. So you're really, if you look over a 10-year trend, this is very, very close to where we have been as a median level.
1: Yeah, i think that's a very fair point to make you know that yes we have come down a little bit from that you sort of euphoric high that we came out of covid in right i mean this is diffusion index we're we're projecting the next six months and our members in a lot of ways said well the last six months couldn't get much worse so we're very optimistic about the future and so i think we're seeing a leveling out on where we've been for our, our history here which i think is is a good thing that really gives us a very solid foundation to enter into any sort of economic concerns that we may be facing.
0: When you look at the overall nature of consumers, the projection with regard to sales is very, very positive for the next six months. These businesses, and as you say, it's the leading employers, they are looking for consumers to not be shy about spending.
1: Right. And I think that's a good leading indicator of where we are headed from an economic standpoint. The fact that, again, our members, as you mentioned, Jeff, just there have a very high level of optimism with respect to uh, their future sales is a good thing going into a potential recession. The fact that individuals' personal balance sheets are quite high, the fact that organizational firm balance sheets are quite high, I think gives us a good opportunity to, to see some continued demand growth. And I think this index score denotes that.
0: When we are looking at the sales number, well, that's your revenue. And then you have to worry about what you're spending, And it might be a capital expenditure. It might be on workforce. And so there's always a bit of a lag, I would suggest, that if you had a low sales quarter, well, then your expense quarter, the next time out is going to be lower. So this is actually, as we look even beyond the scope of the survey, the fact that they think these sales numbers will be good, that ultimately, I suppose, bodes well for some of these other areas of reinvestment.
1: I think so. You know, if sales remain high, companies will be in a better position to hire workers, of course, to help with some of the labor situations that we're seeing. The problem that your astute listeners will always know is the fact that we continue to not have the adequate labor force, the workforce that we need in our state. Still down from where we were pre-pandemic, I'm a broken record. I keep talking about that. But again. The need for new employees in our state, and people to re-enter the workforce, the need for new Iowans to move to Iowa continues to be one of the most uh, critical areas that we're putting a lot of time into.
0: As you look at the number of your companies who said they expected the employment level, the workforce level to go up, mm-hmm. well, you know, 37% thereabouts say it'll be higher. That's pretty good. But what's to me even more important is you've got no change at up about 44%. So if you merge those together, overwhelmingly, they're looking at stability, either a flat level or a slight increase. They're certainly not looking at layoffs.
1: Right. I think that's very fair. I think you can look at that, again, as a leading indicator of where we think we will be. I think it's, it's natural for Iowa companies and business leaders of all shapes and sizes to take hold of their current situation and maybe not pull back, I don't want to give that impression, but but just sort of take the temperature, see where this is going to go, and and project maybe a pause, if you will, in either capital spending, employment, just to see where things go. I think that's an important aspect. That's a prudent decision-making capability that Iowans are, are known to make. They're never going to want to extend themselves from an overhead capacity, and I think that's, that's wise.
0: And as we then transition to capital spending, the graphs are very similar between that and employment. Vast majority say no change. Some, pretty good number, say that it will increase. But again, people are not having to cut these plans. So they've got this level of stability with, shall we say, measured growth, cautious growth.
1: Yep. I think that's right on it. And I I think when you look at capital spending, we're talking about investing in technology, investing in assets, infrastructure, things like that, upgrading facilities. I think the fact that inflation continues to rear its ugly head, right, you know, and 77% of our members are indicating inflation as a top business concern in their organization. That's up from about 60% the quarter prior. That's not going away anytime soon, and I think that then has a negative impact on plans to allocate capital in infrastructure and technology and other assets, as those things are unfortunately much more expensive than they were six months ago, a year ago, 18 months ago. And so the fact that, again, to your point, Jeff, that 50 percent of our members are saying, hey, no change in that, we're we're good with what we're doing right now, I think is good. But I think what's driving that is are those inflationary pressures on some of those long-term fixed assets.
0: Well, and as you noted earlier, the issue of workforce having enough people to properly grow, that is remaining the number one issue, inflation not far behind You've had some improvements in the overall business climate, quote-unquote, in the past year, thanks to some action from the legislature. That still, though, is uh, an area where your members say, well, we could still still improve upon this a bit.
1: I agree. The fact that um, Iowa is well-positioned from a competitive standpoint is important, but uh, I think all of our members and, and elected officials would agree that there's still work to be done, and that's why we've released a strong legislative advocacy agenda that includes things like workforce development initiatives, competitive tax climate, tort reform, and and mental health from a workforce perspective as well is, is really important to our members and I think all of Iowans.
0: Let's talk a little further about that legislative agenda then. The tax reform that was passed in the last session, that will start taking effect. It, it rolls out in tiers. It was not all at one time to get us to a flat individual income tax rate. But it's an improvement. That's all fine, but it is much more than just dollars and cents. And this is something that I think has even evolved in your time working with entities like this. Because we care a lot more about those, I'll call them ancillary issues. They're primary these days, but we used to call them ancillary issues child care, quality of life, housing, etc. Those really have become much more prominent as you try to build these companies, correct?
1: Absolutely. We think of those things you you call manslaughter. We sort of talk about them as sort of the non-traditional business issues out there, right? Things like child care, affordable housing, mental health. These are hugely important to Iowans and to Iowa companies. If there are not affordable homes in a Pella, in a Lamar's, in a Muscatine, then our members aren't able to attract a workforce. If we don't have childcare facilities, high quality childcare facilities at an affordable cost around our states, we're gonna be in a very difficult position to attract and retain a qualified workforce to help our firms produce products and help Iowa's economy. On the mental health side, this is something that's new for our organization. We have not been engaged as a primary advocate on, on mental health initiatives in the past, but coming out of the pandemic, realizing that our state has taken a lot of good steps over the last couple of years, but knowing that there's much more to be done, we see this every day on the manufacturing line and the corporate offices all across our retail stores. Mental health is an important aspect of state's overall well-being and and overall health. And so I think for us to elevate that, I think is wholly appropriate and something that we're looking forward to engaging in this legislative session.
0: How much of this conversation is something you can have with the legislature. In other words, what is the role of the state as it has to do with helping my business, helping economic development generally? Because capitalism is capitalism, but I'm guessing you have to have a certain foundation and that's where the state comes in.
1: Yeah, I think when you think about things like competitive tax policy, we need to create the playing field, right? And we need to have simple rules, simple boundaries where everybody understands what the rules of the game are and what does the field even look like? And so I think the fact that we've taken some great strides over the last 12 months, over the last legislative session in particular, on simplifying the playing field, figuring out what the rules of the game should be, being transparent about that, being prudent about what the, some of the safety mechanisms should be you know, with very specific revenue thresholds that must be met before corporate tax relief can occur. I think is all very important. I think that's the role of the state, to provide clarity, provide the rules of the game, and then let businesses compete. And good things usually happen as a result of that.
0: This is the time of year as a session starts, where there are a lot of folks on panels in the Des Moines metro area and elsewhere. They talk about their agendas. Some of them are lawmakers. Some of them are interested advocates. Have you gotten a sense of what's doable? I mean, the governor has not given her condition of the state. The legislature has not come into session. So it's premature on a lot of fronts. But do you get a sense that there are some areas where you might be able to check off, at least in part, a few of these boxes before this session adjourns in May?
1: I think so. You know, I'm an eternal optimist at heart, you know, with some of these legislative priorities that we have. And I think the fact that we're all talking about the same thing in in one way or another across the political spectrum, across the nonprofit sector, business sector, you name it, workforce initiatives, mental health, affordable housing, being competitive from a business standpoint, from a tax perspective, all of these things continue to be talked about across all aspects of public policymaking. And I think that is very helpful as we're entering the session We might have different ways or approaches to achieve some of these items and that will be the debate. You know, when the governor lays out her priorities next Tuesday at six o'clock, I think that's really sort of the starting point, right? And I think it's also important to remind people that this is a brand new General Assembly, so we have about 30 percent of the 150 elected senators and state representatives coming into Des Moines next week who have never set foot in that Capitol building as a lawmaker. So that presents a great opportunity to learn from them what their issues are in their district, but also to explain the issues of business in our state, what our employees are looking for, and bring them along. These are nonpartisan issues. We're a nonpartisan organization. Our sole focus is to act as an economic catalyst for the state of Iowa, and we'll lean into that mission heavily this year.
0: And it's the first session of a two session General Assembly. So, as opposed to worrying about immediate election year or we're running out of time, you can take a longer view on some of these things, can you not?
1: I think you can. You know, just by the nature of the beast, we're scheduled for 110 days of a legislative session this year. Years past, we typically go beyond that threshold. So, you know, who's to say where it goes? But I do think the fact that we're not up against an election year, that always helps. The more you can keep the focus on the policy as opposed to the politics, I think is important. And that's what we'll continue to do.
0: Joe Murphy, Executive Director of the Iowa Business Council. We connected via Zoom on Wednesday, January 4th, 2023, for the 158th edition of our weekly program, which aired during the second weekend of January 2023. More information about key issues facing business competitiveness, as well as data from the latest quarterly member survey, can be found online at iowabusinesscouncil.org. The Iowa Business Report radio program and podcast is presented by Advance Iowa, educating, guiding, advising, and coaching Iowa businesses. Search for Advance Iowa on LinkedIn and Facebook and get more at advanceiowa.com. Support for the Iowa Business Report also comes from the Iowa Business Council, a nonpartisan nonprofit organization working to elevate Iowa's economy through leadership, research, and advocacy. Learn more at iowabusinesscouncil.org. The Iowa Business Report airs on dozens of radio stations across the state of Iowa with podcasts posted right here along with additional IBR extras and IBR business profiles. I'm Jeff Stein for the Iowa Business Report.